Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and Julie Harris, we are back. And I love this topic. Five obvious truths. Truths? Truths. Truths that real estate agents love to forget. So what is the overarching theme of your amazing outline for us today? Well, I would say the overarching theme is that agents do like to overcomplicate things. (laughs) They like to hide out from obvious truths because that, you know, maybe makes them be a little bit more accountable and go after things. I, I think that there are certain agents that maybe have a fear of success, like they don't want to, they don't want to believe that it could be that easy, that there's only five obvious truths. So there's not like 50 that they have to wade through. Can I make a, uh, I'm going to confess something to you. Sure. I have given up uh, after having been in this industry for two decades and having personally had over a hundred thousand coaching calls, I've given up on all the fad pseudoscience, fake psychology, yep. phraseology, um, and I just don't, I honestly, I don't, I don't think if it's real and I'll give you some examples. And mm-hmm. then, and, and some of you guys might be a little offended by this, but please hear me out and remember what this opinion is coming on the other side of. So first of all, let me say again, Julie and I are, you know, we haven't just fallen off the uh, apple cart. We've been there, been there, done that many, 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 many times. Yes. All right. And really what's more important isn't that we've done it. It's we've helped literally tens of thousands of other agents do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And these are one-on-one coaching calls with real estate professionals of all different levels levels of you know success, different markets, the whole thing. I've heard a lot of people use excuses like, I am, you know, you said this is what's getting me on the soapbox, where they've said, they say things like, I have fear of success. Help me get over my fear of success. Where I have fear of failure, which by the way, that's a good thing to be peripheral of. I, help me get over my fear of failure. Or I have uh, imposter syndrome, or I have all these other... I have to find my big why. Oh, bleh. Or I can't, you know, I'm looking for something I can be passionate about, and then I'll be a success. I don't want to be out of balance. Yep. Okay. So what you guys got to realize is all of this stuff is, it's pseudoscience. It's, you know, not real. These are all things that were, were created, all these little terms and whatnot. Some of them are based on things that Freud said. Some of them are, you know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. All of these things are ideas. They're not facts. And what a lot of a lot of you guys will do is you will essentially latch on to one of these ideas. I must have fear of success. And then you're going to start reading a lot more about fear of success. And the next thing you know, you're going to have wasted weeks, months, and bought a whole bunch of self-improvement books that's supposedly getting you over your fear of success. Um, and you've lost, what, tons and tons of time and you haven't moved the needle. So I'm going to give you ultimately what over a lot of effort, I, in my opinion, feel free mm-hmm. to argue with me. Sure. Because you've got just as much experience, if not more, at this point than I do, um, where I think it all where the rubber meets the road. A lot of people look for external motivation before they get into action, mm-hmm. and that is the absolute worst place to look for motivation. A lot of you guys will go to conferences, walk on coals, and do all the rest of this, and you're thinking that's going to change your life. It never does, or if it does, it does for a very short period of time. Yes, there are some people that will say, and actually, as a result of uh, having maybe attended something, they'll. You know, all of a sudden they'll start doing more than they were doing before. But guess what? They would have been successful at a higher level than normal people 
regardless of whether they'd gone to that event or not. So what happens to most people is they look for an external thing to get them to do what they don't want to do and they don't want to do at the highest level. And that's the whole, you know, I, Julie and I sure. laugh when we go look at our book at Barnes & Noble. Um, it's always on the opposite side of the bookshelf from all the self-improvement books, all the self-help books. And there's thousands of those books. And then when you actually get to something like ours, which is about practical, tactical, fluff-free, you know, coaching, there's like maybe three or four books that are similar to ours. So why is that? Because people love to overcomplicate things. You guys want to think that your su that success is some sort of like overly complicated 14-sided Rubik's Cube, and it's not. Yeah. Because if you want to feel motivated, here's how you do it. And this will apply to everything in life. If you don't want to go to the gym, here's your, here's your, your uh, cheat code, as Zoe would say. Mm -hmm. If you aren't feeling anything, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling... Um, disassociated, if you're feeling stuck, stuck, if you're all these things, the only thing that's going to cure it, your emotional state will not change. You can take pharmaceuticals until the cows come home, legal and otherwise. Your emotional state will not change until you change your actions. You are not designed to think first and then get into action. You are designed to get into action and then have your emotional mental state then change to match your new actions. And I'll give you guys a real example, and Julie's going to not like me using this as an example, but I'm going to use it anyway. So Julie and I are doctors. Thanks for the morning. Yeah, well, because I, I, okay. Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Mm -hmm. Julie and I read her books, and when we run across coaching clients that are having you know, personal issues, we're not going to venture into the marriage family counseling realm. We're going to say, go read Dr. Laura books, and then mm -hmm. we'll maybe send them some links. But I remember listening to Dr. Laura when she was a nationally syndicated uh, radio host. This was a long time ago. And she had some gal call in. I'm laughing as I say this because some of you are going to go, this guy is crazy. But this is what happened. So some gal called into Dr. Laura and said, Dr. Laura, I just don't feel like having sex with my husband. We've been married forever, and I'm just never in the mood. And you Not know, feeling it. He's not in the mood. We're not feeling like So we have like this sexless marriage. And I'm just thinking that we're no longer in love. And we have all these other deeply rooted problems. She went on and on and on and on and on. All right. Here's what Laura said. Laura said, basically what I said to you guys, she said, here's what you do. You act when you were in the mood, when you were in the mood, you know, how did you dress? How did you act? How did you treat him and then him treat you? What did you do when you were dating? What was different about your behavior? And the lady started, you know, with a little bit of resistance, she started talking about how she was more romantic, how she acted more like a girlfriend, how she was dressed a little bit, you know, more flirtatious, shall we say. In other words, her behaviors were radically different. So Laura said, hmm, let's try this. Do that. So Take I, action. Take action. So I want you to start acting as if you, like you did when you first were uh, courting him, when you guys were trying to decide whether or not you wanted to be married or maybe even after you got married, right? Start acting as if you were back in the state of when you were taking action, when, you know, you weren't complacent. You weren't being lazy, basically. But take action even if you're not feeling it. Right. She wasn't saying feel it. She was saying take the actions and then you'll feel it. Lady did not believe her. I do not believe you. This is not going to happen. I'm in this loveless, horrible marriage and all these other things. And Laura said, do it anyway and then call me back. And sure enough, she did. And Julie and I were on the pot or on her you know, radio show listening uh, probably a week or so later. And sure enough, this gal calls back and she started to describe. I'm not saying it was like a, you know, 
a romance novel, but she just started <laughs> to describe what's happened since to her and her husband's quote unquote loveless marriage as a result of her taking the actions. Not mm-hmm. only, I mean, she led by taking all these sort of romantic uh, gestures towards him, and now he was doing the same thing. But she right? sounded like a different person. She did. She she couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And Laura said exactly again when I'm hoping you guys take away as well. That if you are not getting out of what you want in life, and let's stick with Laura as an example, if you're in your relationship, you have to change your behavior. Stop working on your psychology. It's just yeah. a, it's a behavioral thing. I don't I don't have passion to um, you know work in real estate, or I had passion, I don't have passion anymore. Get into action, and then you'll find your emotional state changes as you're talking with people, as you see, as you start getting the benefits of having helped people. It's the action that must come before the emotion. The emotion mm-hmm. follows the action. If you're waiting for the emotion, okay, let's stay with it. I need to feel passionate. I was told it's on every motivational poster. Mm. You must find your passion or your big why. That's what passion manifested into your big why. What's your big why, Julie? <laughs> you know, I hate that question because everyone has big whys that change constantly, just like emotions. Um, oh, you don't understand what a big why is. Well, here's your big why. Most of you, you need to earn money. So there's all the why and you And then, do. by the way, your big why changes. Yeah, exactly. After you've earned enough money, you become wealthy. Then Your why is a lot more interesting. It is. Well, so I don't feel like being successful until I find my passion. Okay, let's say you believe that to be true. You start uh, thinking that passion leads to success. Well, what if your passion is basket weaving? And I'll tell you guys a true story. When I was a kid... Um, my mom and my dad were artists, not professional, but amateur artists. And Julie's even got a better example with their music, right? And so I was usually the best kid in art class and I was drawing really well. And I spent a lot of my time. It was a hobby. It was something I really liked doing. As I got a little bit older, I started to realize that the financial future, uh, with being an artist, unless you were, you know, a standout artist or, you know, got lucky, there were very few artists that were even able to make ends meet let alone get the things out of life that I wanted as a kid. So I decided to stop pursuing the passion and start getting more serious about things I knew would draw me closer to the accomplishment of my goal. And Julie, you had something even more salient happen in your real estate, or in your music career. Well, yes. Well, the, the shortened version of that would be that, you know, I always wanted to be in a professional orchestra. I was a good amateur, but I wanted to be, you know, I wanted that to be my job for a long time until I started playing alongside some of those professionals. And I started having conversations with the people who were uh, doing what I thought I wanted to do, right? They were playing professionally. They had concert after concert, different um, soundtracks and things like that, all of that. And then I heard them talking to each other about how much they hated it. I'm like, how can you hate that? And they all started out being passionate about it. Exactly. It's because they had made their passion into their job, and then that became a grind for them. So don't try to make your passion what you do for a living. Try to be passionate as what comes as a result of what you do for a living. I'll say this and I'll make it more personal. Don't try to make selling real estate something you're passionate about unless you're feeling that fleeting emotion of passion, you're not going to be successful. So what you will say to yourself is, I will not do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do at the highest level unless I feel passionate. Well, you're never going to feel passionate or not enough to actually make, you know, essentially string enough deals together, having enough conversations where you're actually going to make any money. And then you rationalize, well, I failed out of this or I stopped doing it because I lost my passion for it. Now I'm going to be passionate about something else. And sure enough, on the other side of that, I'll find all my success. 
the smart way to approach life in general is remembering your highest and truest purpose in this planet is to be of service to other people. When you're of service to enough other people, that the result of that, the money from that, fuels your passion. That's what you do. You don't have to be passionate. You don't have to. Be, you can be wildly successful about many things, but real estate, selling real estate. You can be incredibly successful, not have any passion for it whatsoever, but you're good at it because you take the time to develop the skills. You see the benefits from it, helping people, making money. And from that, that money then fuels your passions. That is a more sustainable approach to life in general, opposed to thinking you have to, you know, follow all these sort of platitudes that a lot of us have been falsely believing for most of our lives. And that goes back to our topic. And hopefully that resonates with some of you guys, because ultimately what this comes down to is your choice. You can choose to take the actions that other people aren't willing to take. And if you do it at a high enough level, frequently enough, you'll then start to enjoy the, 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 you know, the benefits of having helped that many people and, you know, emotional, your emotional state will be higher. You all of a sudden will have an amazing sense of self-worth. You'll find yourself being the person you've always dreamt, uh, always thought you would be. And by the way, you're also going to be making a lot more money. If you do not have in life what you want, what you feel like you deserve, it's not because anyone's taking anything from you. It's not because you don't have your passions or you haven't discovered your big why yet. It's because you have yet to help enough people accomplish their goals. There's a direct correlation to the number of people you help and the amount of everything in life you're able to experience. This is just one of the truths that we're going to be drilling down on today. Point number one. Yes, that was actually point number five. So I'm going to do them in reverse order, just like uh, remember when Letterman used to do that top 10. There you go. Okay, so we'll start with number five, which was what you just said. If you have yet to achieve the life of your dreams, there's only one reason. In order to achieve ever-increasing success in business and in life, you must learn to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at a high level. You simply must learn to help enough people to achieve their dreams so you can achieve your dreams. That is exactly what we were just talking about. Be you know, enthusiastic about what you do. Be passionate about helping other people so that you then can have your passion back, whatever there, that may be. There is not a single thing in my professional working life that you and I have become really good at, selling real estate, coaching agents, doing investment deals, doing the other things that we've done, even going to the gym. None of those things have I ever been passionate about. Nope. Not a single damn one. Mm -mm. But we became good at them because yes. we knew that they, that's what it would take to fuel our passions. Exactly. And, and all of you listening can do the same. Remember, we called this the five obvious truths that most realtors or real estate agents love to forget. It obviously is more than five. Hopefully you're benefiting yes. from this. And by the way, I want to point something out to all of you before Julie gets to another point number four. Do you notice how listening to what we're saying and I know this is true for most of you because this is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. Do you notice how you're feeling more motivated and excited? Why is that? Because you know from the other side of this, you're going to get into action and you're then going to start earning and, and being the person that you want to be. That is where you're going to find ultimately your longstanding motivation. Point number four. Point number four, you must list to last. We tell you this on virtually every podcast. The yes. most important job you have in your real estate practice is to take new listings regularly. No matter what you're frustrated by in real estate, the answer is always the same. Take a new listing as soon as possible, then do it again, lather, rinse, repeat. Listings are the engine of your business. The longer you resist that fact, the more buyer dependent you're going to be and the less consistent your income will be, period. I'm, par I'm parked in a Costco parking lot. This is when Julie and I were selling real estate. I had the world's shittiest day. We had a whole bunch of, you know, dominoes fall on us, opposed to, you know, in the direction they were supposed to fall. I called Rory Averill, who, in our opinion, is one of the greatest real estate brokers ever. I called him up 
And Rory was, you guys think I'm direct and you think I talk fast? <laughs> uh-uh. All right, so I call up Roy, and I sort of like, hopefully he'd give me a shoulder to cry on. That's not what Roy does. But anyway, he gave me maybe like 37 seconds. And this is all he said to me. Go list the house. You'll feel better. Click. Yep. Now is it. <laughs> and you know what? He was right. So I was having a crappy day or whatever is go list a house. If you don't like the direction your life is going, go list a house. If you don't like the political, go list a house. Feel if you stuck in real estate? Go, go list, list a house. house. If you're feeling like you need motivation, go list a house. Go list a house. Everything's on the other side of that. Point well, number three. That is an obvious truth, isn't it? it now, is. now it's obvious, isn't it? Okay. Number three, you must own your success. Your number one affirmation is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Your number two affirmation is, I'm a doer. I get things done. I do things now. Every day you are either self-employed or self-unemployed, depending on the actions that you take. By the way, your action now, obviously, is to scroll down and join Premier Coaching you can click the link. It's in the show description. It's over. Uh, if you're on YouTube, if you're on any of the 30 different places you guys listen to us on the podcast for the podcast, scroll down, click the link, join Premier Coaching. It is free, and yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach. Click three minutes later, you're going to be in Premier Coaching. You have full access to the live coaching calls and all of the first level of Premier Coaching. Point number two. Point number two, the things that you avoid the most are the same things that make you the most profitable. Well, by the way, that is also, that was one of the suckiest truths in the world, right? The things you're, and it's true. (laughs) The things you're avoiding the most is where your growth needs to be. I don't remember, we didn't say that, somebody else did, Mm -hmm. but it is so true. In life and in real estate. In every aspect. Make a list of all the things you're avoiding and then ask yourself and, you know, Try to be a little bit realistic about it. Ask yourself what happens on the other side of the very thing you're trying to avoid. And the things you're trying to avoid the most are the things that are going to get you paid the most. Like, so for example, um, if uh, right now you guys, there's a contest going on. You have to take a listing in the next week. And let's say you have no listing leads. You're completely listing leadless and you have no listings. Do you have to take a listing lead? How are you, or you have to take a listing. How are you going to do it? You know what you're going to do. You're going to call the FISBO that you've never called before. You're going to learn how to work expired. You're going to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Isn't it interesting that all of the things that you're avoiding the most in your life are the very things that will have the most profound impact on your business and personal life? There are no exceptions to that. I mean, maybe taking out the trash. Well, but in real estate, it comes down almost always to being a proactive lead generator. Sometimes, you know, on coaching calls, it is true that when we drill down on this, the things that you're avoiding that will cause the growth, sometimes you guys come up with the most miraculous lead follow-up ever. You will just produce, oh yeah, what about... What about that expired that I noticed yesterday? What about that for sale by owner that's in my neighborhood? A lot of it doesn't necessarily come down to even more lead generation, although more is always better. It comes down to uh, knowing, uh, A, who you're lead generating to, making sure you're lead generating to. Like, for example, if you have a choice of doing circle prospecting or around the listing or listed and sold calls versus calling expireds, in case you did not know it, you want to call the expireds. And if you're wanting to know where to get great expired information, obviously, text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372, and we'll text you back a link. And RedX is the company that we're going to connect you with. They provide all the expired listing data in your marketplace with phone numbers, with listing information for you every single day. If Julie and I were to get back into real estate, the first thing we'd build, obviously, is centers of influence and past clients. Second thing, 100% would be expired listings. Expired listings are the single greatest opportunity in the last 15 years to become a listing agent. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Because once you've accepted the fact that you need to learn how to be a listing agent, then you're going to say, 
I need to learn how to hunt expired. So then you're going to say, where am I going to get the information? I just answered the question for you. Text the word RED to 47372, and we'll text you back a link, and you can join Red X with a very sizable discount, I might add. So lastly, point number one, because we did these in reverse order, you must make contact with a greater amount of people and more frequently than you think, especially in today's market. Yep. You also must understand the spokes and the wheel analogy. We gave that to you yesterday and work with more than one source of business in order to meet or exceed your goals. There is no silver bullet or easy button lead generation. It does not exist. So stop looking for the magic solution and start creating your own opportunities. How do you know if you're looking for silver bullets? Because if what you're doing is not resulting in you having a direct conversation with ideally a seller, voice to voice, belly to belly, then you're probably a silver bullet hunter that's looking for, as Julie started today's show, you're looking for essentially you're buying leads or you're looking for complicated systems. If you find yourself being overly attracted to complicated 14 stage funnels, it's because you're trying to avoid actual direct conversations with prospects. There are so many people out there that you can come in direct contact with that will not require overly complicated systems or funnels that are always going to be subject to breakage, always going to be subject to you know threat vectors where one thing isn't connected correctly to the other or one thing isn't exactly done right so the other things don't work. Don't even bother learning stuff like that in this marketplace. Learn to be a proactive lead generator. Look, we are huge advocates of marketing and branding, huge advocates of adding staff and building a team, huge advocates of even building funnels and you know working your CRM. But in a marketplace like this, like Julie's last point or point number one, you're going to have to come in contact with more people frequently than you think. If you're used to, like say you've done your real estate treasure map, which is our fill in the blank business plan, you get that as soon as you join Premier Coaching, just click on the link below. Or you can also text the word Premier to 47372 and we'll text you back a link to join Premier Coaching. But one of the first things we want you to do is fill out your real estate treasure map, which is a fill in the blank business plan. From that, you're going to learn about how many listings you need at all times, how many contacts you need to be making. It really is a professional approach to your business and life plan. Well, in this marketplace, if the last time you did your real estate treasure map was six months ago, you need to go back and you need to update it. You need to pull the current market data from your MLS and you need to essentially reconfigure your numbers because probably before for you to accomplish your goals, maybe you needed three listings at all times or five listings at all times. Now it might be seven or it might be 10. You don't know. Go back and do the math again. A marketplace like this is going to require more contacts. There's no two ways about it. You're going to have to have more conversations. You're going to have to have essentially be more efficient with your conversations. And uh, and you can uh, script, by the way, using our scripts is nothing other than a conversation. It's a conversation outline. We use this word script because it kind of explains what it is. We do want you to memorize our scripts or AKA conversation outlines. But as soon as you memorize them, then we want you and, and then you have internalized them. Then we do want you to personalize them. So we want you to memorize them, internalize them, and personalize them. We want you to make them your words, but when you're getting started and you're really learning to have a more professional approach to real estate or anything else, do just copy what has proven to work for other people before you try to customize it and make it your own. You have to get down the ba- learn the basics first, and then you can personalize it. That way you'll know when you go to personalizing it, you're not taking out what made the script work in the first place. You guys get it? So when you start having more conversations, following a a conversation outline or a script that leads to the natural conclusion of whether this person's a viable buyer or seller, and you start making that a natural organic part of your life, you'll find that opportunity is everywhere. And I'm thinking of a coaching client I have named Matt. Matt had that epiphany 
everywhere he turns now, he's discovering, and I know you listen, Matt, so I'm, you know, congratulations on all your success. He's in Michigan. Everywhere he looks, he is finding opportunity. He is becoming what we call situationally aware. He's hearing conversations that are happening all around him at all times that were happening before he was situationally aware, but now he's tuned into them. Those things are happening in your life too. You are smart enough, we're smart enough to get a real estate license. And I think, in our opinion, this is the best time to have been to be a real estate agent in probably the last 15 years because there's such a massive skills deficit. There's been a lot of misinformation that's been uh, widely publicized about some mass exodus in the real estate industry. Julie and I talked about this last week. None of it's true. There's not a mass exodus in the real estate industry. There's not been a sort of, there's no precipitous drop in the members of the National Association of Realtors. None of those things are happening. A lot of people are coming to real estate as they have in previous similar economies, and they're looking for another source of income. And frankly, there's a lot of younger people coming into real estate that are looking at this as their career. A lot of HGTV people and things like that, you know, people that have been watching TV and said, that looks like a great way to make a living. And guess what? You're right, it is. You now just need to learn the skills so you can actually earn the right to be of service to other people. You will pick up some easy deals from your centers of influence, past client and friends, but very quickly, you're going to have to learn to take a more professional approach so that you can start working with more folks because there's only so many you know, centers of influence and past client deals you'll be able to do. Now, if you have a super high average sale price and you can meet or exceed your financial obligations on three to five you know, center of influence and past client deals per year, well, then God bless you. But for a vast majority of humans with real estate licenses, that's not the case. So you're going to need to step up your game and improve your skills. And you can do it. It's not hard. None of this is hard. So join Premier Coaching. The link is below. Remember, by the way, when you're texting, message and data rates may apply. In the meantime, guys, listen. You, again, were smart enough to be in the right place at the right time and have a real estate license. Now you apply skills. You apply energy and enthusiasm. You don't allow yourself to be stuck in the mud with all this pseudoscience, fake psychology about what's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you other than the fact you need to get into action. Once you get into action, you're going to forget the fact that you are looking for your big why. You're going to forget the fact that you didn't have passion because you're naturally going to feel passion from actually having helped people. And then you're going to see the money that's coming from it. And then you're going to be able to fuel your passions. Hopefully this resonates with all of you at some level. I know it does because Julie and I've been doing this forever and I've seen the effect of what this type of information does has on so many people. You will probably, if you're actually ready for this message, right? When a teacher, uh, when a lesson is to be learned, a teacher will arise. For those of you who are looking for this lesson, for those of you who are looking for this, you know, breadcrumb, I imagine, and it's, you know, we have what, we'll have 18, 25,000 of you who download and listen to this show. There are probably at least two or 3,000 of you that are hearing this type of information as we're delivering it for the first time, and you are feeling a massive surge of relief because you thought the problem was your not knowing what your big why, or you thought your problem was, you know, all these other pseudoscience fake stuff that are, have perpetuated society. Now you're realizing the truth. And isn't it interesting when you're in alignment with your own truth that it does feel natural, it doesn't feel forced? That's what common sense is all about, right? That's what the obvious truth is all about. That's the reason I think so many people love this podcast. By the way, thank you for keeping this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We have at least 5,000 podcasts that you guys can download and listen to anytime. Our YouTube channel, I think, now has 2,000 podcasts you can watch and listen to. If you're over on iTunes, please do give us a five-star review and leave us a pithy comment. We always appreciate that. In the meantime, guys, thank you for the honor 
and the pleasure of allowing Julie and I to be in alignment with what our highest and truest professional purpose is on this planet, which is being of service to all of you. It is our, I mean this as sincerely as I possibly can. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You guys have allowed Julie and I to live the lives that we've always dreamt of living because we're able to help so many of you. The success that you're looking for is the other side of you discovering your audience and being of service to them. And in your case, many of you, virtually all of you, those are your local real estate clients. If there's anything we can ever do to be of service to you, we're very easy to find. You can message us over on Instagram. It's at Tim and Julie Harris. Or obviously just join Premier Coaching and you'll be in direct contact with one of our Harris certified coaches on a daily basis. You guys have a fantastic day. I'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.